0: Success Movie Rewind. We're looking at movies through a personal development lens, seeing what we can learn. Here's your host, Alex Stevens. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Success Movie Rewind. I'm your host, Alex Stevens. We've got a doozy of an episode this week, folks. We are talking Greece. Greece is the word. It's the time. It's the place. It's the motion. You know, I don't want to give away too much, but we'll be returning to that sentiment for our third personal development point this week. If you're a long-term listener, you know what I'm talking about. Each week we take a classic movie or a movie that is relatively recent, but that we think is on its way to becoming a popular classic. And if so, we think, like all great works of art... There's an infinite number of discussions to be had about personal development or relationships or communication or leadership or change or self-understanding or whatever you're looking for. Transcendence, you're gonna get it all because you're gonna get Greece this week. And like I said, Greece is the word. What a bold hook for that title track. Written by Barry Gibb, by the way. You know, I was laughing reading the Wikipedia for Greece. Obviously, Danny Zuko is the lead character, played by John Travolta. I say obviously, if you haven't seen Greece yet, stick around. You know, I'm going to do a little plot summary just to refresh everybody. But if you have seen it, you know, you're probably, if you're at home, you're not listening anymore. You're watching Greece. Uh, if you're in your car and you're still listening, thanks. But I'm going to give you, we don't do trigger warnings usually. Consult your trigger warning of choice if you're concerned about that for Greece. It's a strong 1978 P- PG. I will say that. But of course, we tr- we strive for the 2022 PG. This is a family-friendly podcast. So sit tight if you've got your kids in the car. Uh, that's important to us as well. <sighs> but this movie is about high school in the 1950s. It takes on the issues. And actually, the Broadway musical and the, the, the script actually is an interesting specimen. It traveled from Chicago to off-Broadway to Broadway to film. And according to Wikipedia, it became less and less ethnic Uh, until only the Italians were left. And I say that, obviously, you know I'm Alex Stevens, but I'm actually Alexander Refetto Stevens uh, because my mother is Italian and she's from South Jersey by Philadelphia, which is where the director of the film Greece grew up. And he is on record as saying he included a lot of his experiences from radnor pennsylvania which is like a suburb of philadelphia Uh, but of course the film is filmed in california the track i think I, i looked this up it's in silver lake but really the iconic standout scene is venice high school as the exterior shot the art deco building of rydell high school Just so cool. I've seen that high school, not to brag, (laughs) but I've been to Venice, California. Uh, And it is a surreal experience of being like, whoa, people go to high school here. Uh, I think they just busted in during a break. Um, But anyway, it's a great movie. We've got Travolta's Danny Zuko. And he really was like the... I was laughing. That's what I was saying. Like He was the Timothee Chalamet of his day. He was just off saturday night fever crushing it which like the number one movie of its year and then coming back with greece this was so good it brought frankie valley back uh basically it was his last number one single or his last charting single was the title track uh but it was written by barry gibb that's why i was saying like he was kind of you know everyone can talk about Travolta, but Barry Gibb was on top of the world. Just wrote all of Saturday Night Fever, basically like the music and then coming back, just being like, yeah, I'll I'll write, I'll write the Grease title track. No problem. And just being like, here's what I've got for you. (laughs) The hook is just saying Grease is the word, but it's perfect because Grease is the word. You need the exclamation point in the title, but just kind of coolly repeating Grease is the word is it's, it's exactly right. So we're going to talk about that. Like I said, but we've got to put in the work. We've got to get there. We've got to build up the mood. We don't want to rush things. You know, that's, that's part of the problem with teenagers. And that's just like our protagonists in this movie. So we're going to get, do a little bit of plot summary, and then we're going to get to our personal development points. But basically, you know, like I've, like I've begun to say, we've got John Travolta is Danny Zuko. He's the T-Birds leader. They're basically a gang of juvenile delinquents that does go to school. You got to hand it to the 1950s. Even the juvenile delinquents went to school and they, they would listen to the principal, but they would use bad Italian words under their breath. That's what I'm saying. Uh, the Italian uh, stereotypes from 1970s Chicago or I guess 1950s Chicago as recollected through the lens of 1970s Chicago, or maybe they wrote it in the late 60s, 60s excuse me, uh, Remain. So there are some clips. I can't do it as an Italian. I won't clip them because the words are not good. That's what I'm saying. This is a crazy PG. But... At heart, it's a wholesome love story because you've got Sandy. Uh, She was like an all-American girl, I think in the original script, but she's played of course, by the Australian Olivia Newton John. So it doesn't make much of a difference. They just say, uh, you know, you're, you're Australian. Your character can just be Australian. Now I say she's all American. This is of course, by the very homogenous like vision of the 1950s that's purposeful in the part of the film. So I don't mean to be exclusive when I use that term. Abercrombie and Fitch actually got in trouble with the EEOC for using that term in justifying being preferential to people or basically being i should let's let's use the word that they actually were doing according to the eoc and it seems correct they were discriminating on the basis of skin color and all kinds of other protected categories by saying we need all american the classic clean cut all american look in the front of the store which was viewed as a preferential assignment and uh You know, that's no joke, man. That's serious. It doesn't mean, you know, Sandy hasn't done anything wrong, but the fact is when you have a society that prioritizes people based on superficial things like how they look, people get excluded from that. That's kind of the point. And everybody suffers, including the people who are kind of, whether they like it or not, uh, have some of the traits that people valorize for whatever reason. And part of Sandy's struggle is finding out who she is beneath that and trying on new identities. But one of the other really iconic female characters is Rizzo, the leader of kind of the female counterparts of the T-Birds, the pink ladies. But don't let the name fool you. Uh, Great line, Rizzo, when she's kind of sizing up Sandy, she's like, she's probably too pure to be pink, you know? And that's kind of how Rizzo sees herself. You know what I'm saying? uh as kind of the bad girl she's like via the, the the pink ladies are like vh1 bad girls club of 1950s uh which is sick but you know rizzo has some self-esteem issues that she kind of has to work through through the power of song obviously she comes through it's a great tale uh but you're kind of getting the point the plot that's basically it they learn about themselves they race cars blah 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 but It's really about the music, man. It gets your toes tapping. That's when I knew I was in with this movie. I was sitting there at a party, kind of everyone knew it, but me, I kind of got the feeling. It's like, my wife said this when I was like, we're watching Grease. She was like, that's the movie for sleepovers, like for for her and her friends growing up. And it had that feel when I, I first saw it in a group of my peers as a child. Grease was hot in the 90s. They put it out in theaters, like the way they revived Star Wars. Uh not like a new version, like they were just like, here's Greece, it's whatever anniversary it was. I went and saw it in theaters. I remember like it was wild. People went and saw it. Uh it really it did transcend generations. But that's what I'm saying. The point is the song. So we're gonna get to our personal development points in a second, but that's sort of a general background of why we think Greece is important, why we think you should check it out. We're gonna tempt you with some of their tunes in a second. Give the disc a spin, but listen to the rest of this episode. You've gotten this far. Let's hear a little bit. When I first told one of my friends that we were going to do this, or I was thinking about doing this episode, he was like, yo, you've got to do that baseline. That you've got line. That's got to be one of your clips. And I think he's right. I don't have a point to say about it, except to say this is that baseline. It's that good. It gets your toes tapping. To if you haven't heard it, you're welcome. If you have, you're welcome. But, you know, again, don't rush to listen to the rest. Let's... We've made a commitment to each other at this point. Don't be like Danny at the drive-in. Just you've given me your ring. Now respect me. Let's let's see this through. But let's hear "Summer '11." It happened so fast. Let's have us a blast. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to this clip. We're going to hear. it. We're going to take a little break, and we're going to come back and talk Greece and personal development. <laughs> all right welcome back folks how about that baseline you know what i'm saying when you're right you're right but we made a promise just like i thank you for coming back and like i said i've got promises to keep i'm robert frost up in here miles to go before we sleep let's go number one this is my first point okay grease is such a cool title because it means greasers but it also refers to the the title it refers to the car that they drive Uh, Greased Lightning, but it's not always Greased Lightning, and that's why I've chosen this first, our first actual clip to discuss for personal development, but before we do, I'll I'll give you the point. Here's what I got to say about Greased Lightning, all right? We're going to talk about what it might mean, what it can mean, but here's the thing, and here's what the movie, it does the show, but don't tell. There's no line summing this up, but Danny kind of gets everybody, like a great leader, he doesn't even have you thinking about what's going to be required to enact the vision. He just has you excited about the vision. But make no mistake, folks, here's our point. grease lightning requires elbow grease. You know what I'm saying? Grease lightning requires elbow grease. All right, so let's hear it. How does Travolta sell the boys on this vision? Let's hear it. Let's hear it, Zuko. Well, this car is automatic. It's systematic It's hydromatic Why it's breeze lightning? Breeze lightning We'll get some overhead lifters And four barrel rods, oh yeah Keep talking, What we talking Fuel injection cut off And chrome plated rods, oh yeah I'll get the money, I'll get you, get the money With the four speed on the floor Never waiting at the door You know that ain't no shit, Never we'll the get All right, so what I love about this clip here, you know, like we've, we've got our, our, our good takeaway. You got to put in the elbow grease. But the only reason anyone ever does anything is because of imagination and vision and communication. And so to me, that is the true elbow grease always is kind of sitting with your thoughts and sitting with the way you see the world and sitting with the way you see the world could be or should be. And then diving as deep into your empathetic capabilities as you can so that you can craft a message to the people that need to hear it, to the stakeholders you are trying to bring in. And this really is, you know, to use a vehicular metaphor, where the rubber meets the road, because anybody can sit in the garage and watch movies and think about them believe me. But when you hit record, you've got to think, is this going to make sense to someone who is pressing play and listening to this in a car? And uh, I'm doing my best. I scrap episodes all the time. I'm no Danny Zuko. I'm not claiming to be. But what I'm saying is one of the things I love about this exercise is like all communication, it's an opportunity to to grow your empathy muscles because you have to constantly think about your audience to the point that you internalize like a new self, which kind of just expands your worldview altogether. Like I walk around now kind of thinking that's a thing we could talk about on Success Movie Rewind. Not in a way where you're cannibalizing your life, but just, hey, here are things I think people could relate to. Here are things I think would excite people. And what Danny does here, he knows his boys, and they're teenage boys. I don't know how much of this audience is teenage boys, and I'm not going to cater to those of <laughs> them that are uh, the way Danny does. But he's like, yo, this is Knicky's car, Dan, Dan, kind of the other alpha. People say there can't, can't be two alphas in, in groups sometimes. I, I think that's, there's wisdom there, but the, the T-Birds prove it wrong. Uh, obviously, you know, we considered a co-host. I was actually concerned. You would need to be super alpha to be a co-host of this podcast. Obviously. I think all listeners have success movie rewinder alpha. Uh, but that's more of an aside. Anyway, my point is Danny kind of does that though. He's like, here's how the car will make your life. Awesome. Here's the, how the car will make your life. Awesome. Let's all get to work. And he's not like, it's going to be terrible. We're going to have to stay after school. We're not going to be able to, you know, go, <laughs> I don't know. It's sing and dance on the bleachers as much as we used to instead he's like here's how things are going to get better that's the elbow grease the the first to get people working you first have to do that work you know i was thinking recently one movie we might do is american gangster with denzel washington and russell crowe but the guy that's based on frank lucas uh you know i'm not applauding breaking the law but it is pretty interesting as a businessman you know the soundtrack has the the soundtrack is all by jay-z it's kind of like a proto success movie rewind i would say in its use of movie clips uh so it's got cool like business principles that he talks about but one thing that he would do is he would sit in a room in darkness for hours and he would just be like that's my thing like i just have it's just meditation like i don't think he called it that but that's what that is and then he would get like flashes of insight and be like, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to call my cousin. We're going to, he, he works in Vietnam still. We're putting the drugs from Vietnam in the body bags and bringing them over. You know what I mean? Like he cultivated that vision and then communicated it to his people in a way that had everybody excited about not, you know, Oh, we shouldn't do this. There's too much risk, whatever, you know, obviously the movie, I'm not going to make the argument that any of that is okay. If we discuss the movie, we'll talk about, you know, Bob Dylan said to live outside, the, outside the law, you must be honest. I think the movie's a great case for that, but, I don't want to get too far down that road. My point is, it's another example of exactly what we talk about week in and week out on this podcast. The, the true work begins with you always. You cannot get anybody to do even a fraction if, if you really want to found something, if you want to have a vision, if you, have a, if you want to have a vision, I would say sit tight, man. That's like a, an image-based thing. But if you do have a vision, not a vision of yourself having a vision, you know what I mean? But like you actually want things to be different in the world, you want to make things better, you've got to do the work yourself because you're only going to get a fraction of what you put in yourself from anybody else because you've got to dilute it, you've got to... Bring in. You're going to make compromises, and plus, it's your vision, not anybody else's. So you're constantly going to. A lot of your work is going to be helping people understand why it's their ben to their benefit to work f- on your vision, uh, and you're going to have to help them understand that ultimately it's their vision too. That's what leadership is. But that requires so much elbow grease. But that's how you get grease lightning. The only things worth doing. We're not. In the world as it was, you've got to look and see this car could be grease lightning. Not it is. Some people would look at their junky car and be like, hey, man, at least it runs. This is sick. Let's go have a good time. There's room for that. Sometimes you got to appreciate what you have. But I, and I think if you're listening to this podcast, I think a part of you, a strong part of you feels the same way. You got to love when somebody says, hey, guys, I see an opportunity to work hard for something that is worth working hard for. And that's, that's what Grease lighting is. That's what it's all about. It's, it's literally a vehicle for the group's aspirations. That's what all great visions are. That's what we're doing every week. Uh, thanks to you listening to this podcast. That's, that's really what it's about. Just saying, what did this filmmaker see? What might the filmmaker want us to take away? Or what can we take away? And then communicating it in a way that I hope makes sense and I hope adds value. Got to put in the elbow grease to do it and it's worth it. And I think cultivating this, this way of looking at the world that these great artists can help us do is absolutely worth putting in that elbow grease. And you will find yourself with these insight flashes like Frank Lucas. That's your grease lightning, man. That's when it comes. And you, it's, it's just the beginning. It's just like Danny and Sandy on the beach. Is it the end? Is it the beginning when summer ends? Summer loving, it happens fast. But what happens after that? You've got to put in the grease. But if you cultivate this vision if you put in this work i promise you you will start to see a better world but it will be the world that you are seeing right now you will just you you will be different it's like when you lift weights the weights don't get easier to lift you get stronger your vision becomes more rich the more you engage with these things the more work you put in the more you get out of them just like anything worth doing that's what great artists do that's what danny zuko is doing Danny Zuko is a great artist. (laughs) Be like Danny Zuko. All right. Let's talk about the ladies. Let's talk about the pink ladies. I hope I wasn't offensive. If you consider yourself a bad girl, you know you're welcome on Success Movie Rewind. I actually went to one of those Paris Hilton schools. Uh, So, you know, I basically grew up with the pink ladies of the 90s and early 2000s. So, what's up if you're listening? Holler in the comments. Uh... We're a pro pink ladies podcast. And one of the pink ladies that I love on Greece is French, Frenchie. Frenchie is one of Jack Nicholson's henchmen in The Departed. Frenchie is one of Rizzo's hench women in Greece. But she kind of fulfills the same role. She's like personable. She's cool. The way Frenchie in The Departed kind of like is an intermediary with Leonardo DiCaprio when he's first showing up fighting people at the bar. Frenchie's the intermediary. With Sandy dealing with the pink ladies, kind of you know, running point between them, even though Rizzo's kind of being mean to Sandy. But Frenchie goes on her own journey, that's what I love about her. And she's into beauty, she's into fashion, she's into cosmetics. And the movie, you know, I don't love how much they kind of poke her about it, but it's a different age, you know. Uh, and I think it's all in good fun overall. It's one of the best numbers in the movie it just gets you out of your seat if you're driving consider yourself warned you're at least going to start moving your shoulders or something uh let's listen to our next clip but before we do I'll let's let's just cap it off so Frenchie's deal is that she leaves rydell high school Because she wants to go to beauty school and she thinks she's going to ball out and she actually this is what i'm talking about I was like that's success movie rewind because she explains it in very like modern personal development terms She's like I don't think of it as dropping out. I think of it as a strategic career move And I love that. She's right. You know there If you want to be in beauty school instead of high school and you've thought about it plenty of people go there and do that like I think in Texas, it's actually a subject of dispute, whether there should be licenses at all for that. And I'm not trying to get political about that kind of stuff. I'm just saying like, go hard on your dreams. If you want to be a beautician, go for that. But if you get there and you realize this isn't quite what I thought, and I'm putting in the elbow grease and I'm working hard and I have thought about this and I know what the vision was, (sighs) but it's, it just doesn't feel right. It, it's, something's off. I didn't predict this. I didn't know this was going to happen. Something else has changed in my life. Whatever it is, beauty school is not working out for you. Greece is here to tell you, and I'm here to echo it. It's okay to drop out of beauty school. Even if you left high school to go there, it's okay to drop out of beauty school. And I love the way Greece handles this. They use Frankie Avalon, who's like an old timey, you know, baby boomer singer guy. And he's literally French. He's like, I wish I had a guardian angel. And he comes down and he's basically, he's her Socratic daemon. He's like her inner voice that kind of tells her, he's like, he actually says, I've called the shot, so go do it. You know, that kind of heuristic, if you're contemplating a decision, imagine that an authority figure has given you permission to do the thing you're contemplating. How does that make you feel? You know, it could be very revealing. That's basically what uh, Frenchie's Guardian Angel does, but of course he does it through the power of song. And this is like a a throwback. Most of the movie is realistically filmed, like West Side Story style on location, like in Venice High School, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Very iconic locations. But this is a soundstage. It's a throwback. It's a classic for a reason. Let's listen to the Guardian Angel talk about... Dropping out of beauty school. We just we had to do it to him. Let's go. Baby, get moving. moving. Why keep your feeble hopes alive? What are you proving? You got the dream, but not the drive. If you go for your diploma, you would join us, then a Turn in your teens and comb and go back to high school. Beauty school Dropout. All right, what a great number, folks. Beauty School Dropout. You got to give it up. I've been jamming. That is probably going to show up in my Apple Music most played this year just because of this week. It's so good. I don't know what it is. I just love it. Now, the, the Guardian Angel here is a little mean. You know, we didn't clip everything he says, but he's not always nice to Frenchy. You need tough love sometimes. Uh, and maybe it's cause I went to the Paris Hilton school, but you know, I didn't, I cringed a little bit at some of the things he says, but overall the message is good. You know, get a, get out of beauty school. If it's not working out well, you don't have to beat yourself up about it. <laughs> like, it, it may just not be your thing. And that's why you're not very good. That's my thing. The, the guardian angel is like, you're very bad at being a beautician. Uh, and here's my other wrinkle. He makes her go back to high school, which Yes. Good. And and he tells her you can become a stenographer. You can join a steno pool. It's one of those lyrics. No way. I understood that as a kid, but I got it now. Uh, it's like back in the day, you would have just pools of people who would be stenographers who would take down dictation or type things, uh, which is maybe, you know, as good a job as a beautician, I suppose in the seventies, uh, both honorable professions, but, You know, I would just say it doesn't mean you have to go backwards just because you dropped out of high school to go to beauty school. Maybe when you're in beauty school, you realize you want to do something new. You can't just keep hopping forever. But I'm saying don't feel like you have to go backwards. You know what I mean? Like uh, feels like we only go backwards. I feel like I think that's a Tame Impala song. You don't have to do that. You can still move forwards even if you're dropping out of beauty school. But it's okay to drop out of beauty school. Frankie Avalon and I have I. (laughs) Is it Frankie Avalon? Yeah, Mickey Avalon is Simon Rex, right? Yeah, Frankie Avalon and I agree on that point. All right, so let's talk our last point. And like I said, I was going to get metaphysical here because I was like, I have to do it this week. I don't know if it's just because it's Easter. It was Easter this weekend, so I read the Bible about... I read the Gospel of John, how in the beginning there was the Word, and the Word was God, and it was with God, you know? But it just reminds me of Greece. Grease is the word. That's the refrain in this title track. What does that mean? I was like, I can't let the success movie rewind audience down. I got to do my best to figure out what is Grease is the word. But here's the thing, folks. And here's our third takeaway. Grease is not just a time and a place and emotion, okay? Grease is the way we are feeling. I'll say that again. Grease is not just a time and a place and emotion. Grease is the way we are feeling. It's interesting because arguably time, place, and motion is feeling. You know what I mean? Like feeling is behavior. It's reflected in behavior. And behavior is just movement through a place over time. And then you as the interpreter basically say, here's what I'm deducing from observing that with respect to the way the actor is feeling. Or if you are the actor, you can do that with your own behavior. It's useful. I recommend it. But that's why words are slippery, man. Grease is the way we are feeling. That's such a great slogan for the baby boomers, especially, I think, you know, the, the beginnings of the you generation in terms of how they were being marketed to. It's like, don't worry about exactly what it means. Whatever you're thinking right now, that's what grease is about, man. You got to do, do your thing. And uh, I love it, It, but I can't deny Barry Gibb is a master with the pen, you know? The bridge of this song is just, it's Gnostic. It, It talks about this is a life of illusion. We throw away conventionality, you know? And to bring it back to Easter, that's why I think you can't really put a a a meaning on greece you know it's just it's the word you know it's like the word in the gospel of john referring to the logos not just the spoken word but the the concept of the platonic divine like sublime imminent capital w word this is not just from the bible this is in basically every abrahamic religion a lot of other religions uh you know, the word, the spoken word is a creative or a sacred act linking the human minds to the mind of God. And that's really what consciousness is. Uh, you know, you can substitute the universe, reality. Uh, I was about to say creation, but if you're substituting for God, you pre- that probably won't help you. Uh, but, you know, just whatever you're perceiving, it's bigger than you and you are the consciousness perceiving it and you're part of it and you're with it, but you're also part of it. Uh, you're like Greece there. You know what I mean? You're, and you're Greece lightning. You're animated uh, it, by the way that you're feeling. That's why Greece is the way that you're feeling. And so this week, I just wanted to close with that. Basically, this is what Greece means to me when, with respect to words being greasy, Greece being the word and a feeling. I was thinking it's not just Easter time, it's tax time. And there's a lot of people that have talked about language as a skin of thought or language as a reflection of thought, but Supreme Court Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes in a tax case, you know, like Easter time is always tax time, death and taxes, they come together. And, uh, he used this to refer to in an early case, deciding under the income tax code, whether someone had paid the right taxes under the the way the word income was defined. And he was basically like, look, words are not static crystals that are just frozen forever they're dependent on the context they're dependent on the way that we're looking at them and they're dependent on the way that they're used just like Greece and so to me that is just such an empowering sentiment because language is so towering and we put so much power in it and we use it to describe the world as it is and we need it for that and we also obviously like Danny Zuko use it to describe the world as it could be but it, it fails us. Language fails us. It really does. And that's why I think art is so important because it kind of uses the tools of language, visual language, uh, music langu- musical language, spoken language, written language, whatever art form you're using, uh, even if it's like a painting that, that's still like a coded set of visual symbols, but great art transcends it by provoking a feeling, man. For real, I, I, the inner hippies coming out. I think we need to watch a '60s movie to get the '50s out of our system. But seriously, uh, that's what they're talking about. I think with Greece being the way that we're feeling, it's like a David Lynch. I feel like I cite him every week, but. He really made an impact on me by just talking about, and I think if you're an artist, if you're a business person, if you're an entrepreneur, if you're anyone who relates to other people and you feel something in your heart and you've thought about it, trust that instinct and trust your instinct to trust your audience. (laughs) I obviously do that this week uh, or every week when I go off on these weird tangents, but seriously, that's what art's about. And you got to open your heart to your own heart, kind of in a way, you got to open your heart to the way that you're feeling. And then you will know what the grease is in that moment, you know, in the time, and the place, and the motion, you'll know what grease means to you. That's what grease means to me, folks. We'll know it'll mean something else next week, but, uh, you know, it's interesting. I think uh, to, to close it out on the limitations of language, you know, it's funny to watch these adults playing high schoolers wrap up their senior year and they're like, well, of course we'll be friends forever. And then someone's like, how do you know that? And Danny kind of, I think, implicitly says that it, it transcends language because it's a matter of faith. And so what does he hit him with? Just one of those corny, 1950s expression So let's take it out With the closing song Of Greece. We'll see you next week Thanks for stopping by folks Pay attention To your feelings And the Grease Will come to you How do I know that? Let's listen to the clip That's a wrap If you like what you hear Leave a five star review And tell your friends This has been A success podcast Head to success.com Slash podcast To hear more Just like it